New Zealand Tech Podcast, the voice of the tech community, proudly supported by Umbrella Connect. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. We're at episode 514. I'm your host, Paul Spain. Now, today we get a chance to sit down with Vodafone's James Moore uh, to talk a little bit about the Internet of Things, 5G, and where it's all going. So welcome to the show, James. How are you? Oh, not too bad, Paul. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for uh, for trekking up to uh, to Auckland. <laughs> uh, great to have a chance to sit down. Now, you're based in Wellington. Tell us a little bit about your, your background. How have you ended up in this... Uh, uh, this world of uh, mobiles and and whatnot sounds like you've been uh, involved in the in the sort of technical sphere of of things, yeah. uh, engineering in New Zealand for for a fair time. Yeah, I count myself as one of the really lucky people that gets to really enjoy my job. It's, it's a it's a part of the business which is still growing, is uh, exciting and ever changing. So so it's pretty cool. Um, I started off as an electronics technician, you know, with soldering iron in hands, uh, putting stuff together for for some local companies um about 16 years ago, I joined Vodafone. Um, back then, sort of BlackBerry was the, the fantastic new thing on, on the block. Um, done a numerous jobs throughout the time, plus some time working for, for um, Vodafone Group in the UK. Um, but uh, coming back here to, to work initially across Asia Pacific and now just focused on New Zealand, um, doing the Internet of Things. Cool. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, so, and you tell us about the work that you did. In the UK for Vodafone um, Group because you obviously you know got some really global uh, exposure and your, your hands in some interesting pies over there. Yeah, look, we're we're a massive company. Um, you know, we may be a little bit separated here in New Zealand now, but we're still part of the the, the, the big family. Um, and Vodafone really has um, led the way in all sorts of areas. Um, across when I was across in the UK, I was mainly focused on the um, the handset security products like AirWatch. Mobile Iron, etc. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, just just sniffing around the edges of the IoT world, which uh, really fascinated me. Um, and uh, when I realised my children were starting to get British accents, I thought it was time to shift back to New Zealand. Good call. And um, and uh, yeah, took on the, the the service architect role for Asia Pacific. Excellent, excellent. Well, um, before we sort of you know jump into uh, into the discussion topics, um, a big thank you to New Zealand Tech Podcasts uh, show part. Partners. Uh, that, of course, includes uh, Vodafone New Zealand, uh, also Sumo Logic, Spark, Vocus, HP, Samsung, Gorilla Technology, and Umbrella Connect. So we really appreciate the support of those partners that make the show possible, um, and also that uh, that they uh, accept the way we operate, which means um, I get to ask the tough questions uh, uh, where, where, where and when appropriate, so uh, no, uh, no editorial control. Um, so um, uh, I don't think we'll put you on the spot too much today, but uh, you, ne- you never know what comes up, so uh, be prepared for anything. But um, well, let, let's jump in. I'm I'm kind of interested. Uh, you know, whenever this um, title of IoT or the Internet of Things comes up, uh, it's it's something that I think everybody has maybe a, a slightly different uh, view on it. How would you describe 
this uh, this thing, the internet of of many things. Yeah, look, at it, and it is a fascinating area, and, it, and it's you could say as a buzzword of our current time, um, but it's something that we at Vodafone have been doing for a long time. You know, um, back when I first joined Vodafone, we called it telemetry, um, and that was getting small amounts of data from from um, you know usually pretty uh, business critical devices, and we still do that. We still do do that today. Um, but the the Internet of Things, I guess it ranges all the way from those you know really core mission critical devi- um, solutions, all the way to you know your home webcam or your your, your ring doorbell or whatever else. Um, so look, it's it's a massive area, but it's to me it's defined by anything that's not talking directly to a person at the time. Um, so connecting something outside of your personal sphere uh, back to the internet so that you can collect information usually and then do something with it. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going through this uh, yeah, big transition at, at the moment, you know, 5G's coming through mm. uh, and you know, these these things take some time. Of course, you know, Apple have just uh, just started launching uh, their first five G handset. We've had uh, Samsung, um, Huawei, Oppo, and 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 others with with handsets. But um, that's that's you know in in many ways sort of a small a small part of the picture as far as you know five G uh, is con- is concerned. Um, but but before we sort of we'll, we'll talk about that probably a little bit little bit uh, further in. But before we delve into that, um, when you think of the Internet of Things, um, I'm curious where it fits into this picture of using technology to to make our lives better. You know, I'm always very interested in uh, you know how do we leverage this incredible power of technology uh, to improve. Um, you know ourselves and 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 our country and our world as as a whole. And you know, I, I often refer back to you know when I left school, we you know we had um, what was very exciting in terms of you know communications technology and in terms of uh, you know computing uh, generally. Um, but now we've seen a something like a thousand times increase in computing power. Uh, by my estimates, probably about a million times increase in internet uh, connectivity. Uh, speed, so you know, I'm very keen to to understand how we can leverage those things. What what do you see in terms of the you know the Internet of Things actually uh, you know helping? How can it how can it really help uh, society? I think it, it opens up opportunities, um, and whether that's you know uh, ensuring that our elderly are well cared for in their homes, um, so that they can stay in their in their preferred residence for longer. Um, you know, monitoring to make sure that they're still opening the fridge at a certain time of the day. Um, whether it's, you know, tracking the quality of our streams, our rivers, um, making sure that, um, you know, things are uh, being put in the right you know, recycling bins, for example. Um, reducing the number of times that you've got to jump into your, your petrol-guzzling uh, car and drive down the road when that, that information can just be collected through our IoT networks and sent back to a central hub. Um, you know, these are all opportunities. And, you know, a lot of them are being done already. Um, a lot of them are just starting to be done. Um, but with, you know, with 5G and the ability that we've got um, to start not only collecting information from the field, but then actually doing real-time control of, of information, 
information and the uh, things in the field. Um, a really neat use case, and it's a bit of a demo um, that our uh, our friends in uh, Vodafone Germany have done. Is they've got crane o- a crane operator sitting on one side of the ge- of Germany, um, controlling a crane on the other side of Germany. Uh, so that means that instead of that crane operator having to to drive out to site, climb up that dangerous tower, and sit in that cab, he can basically do it from a nice air conditioned warm office um, with very low latency and and um, yeah, fill his job. So yeah, look, there's 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 massive opportunities still. Um, you know, our friends at Gartner are predicting some some incredible rise um, in the number of connected devices. Um, and so yeah, there's there's going to be devices which you know just connect to your your home Wi-Fi or to your um, your existing connectivity. But then there's also going to be devices which you really need a high level of security management control where you know customers' businesses, customers' lives um, could depend on that. So that's that's the the interesting areas that it, that um, you know things like five G are starting to enable. Yeah, yeah, and I guess. This is this is you know what we're used to with, with technology in that often we will look at the technology advances and it looks as though they're moving quite slowly. But if you you know if you I guess you know close your eyes and look away for a little while or you get busy with other things, which is realistically what happens in business, right? Everyone's busy with so many things, and then you know often you know you you miss those uh, those opportunities, and it is it is gradual in in some ways. You know the the uh, the, the adoption of technology gets easier and cheaper over time. I mean, you know, mobile communications are really scaling to be able to handle so many more devices, presumably at a much, you know, much lower lower cost per device over over time. Uh, so, you know, I think it is important for you know for businesses to really be keeping their their eye on the ball. I came across uh, one the other day actually uh, in terms of just a, 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 a very simple use of communications that I hadn't hadn't seen before um, and uh, it, it created the uh, um, the, the drive through um, pizza shop. <laughs> right. Have you come across drive-through pizza place before? No, no um, I haven't. Well, it's not it's not quite a, a, as a traditional drive-through, but you can fire fire up your app and order your pizza, and then uh, they'll track where you are, and when you get there, they'll bring your nice. pizza straight nice. out 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 to your car. Um, you know, very very small thing, but then it uh, you know it's just a, a difference from what was done uh, you know a little while before. And you know, if we we look at the way so many uh, industries and and businesses. Are, are transitioning. Often it is these little gradual things, but when you, you stack it up over time, it's actually you know can can make a big difference. Well, everyone's looking for that little bit of difference that they can make to their customers, mm. and whether it's meaning they don't have to sit in their car for ten minutes while that pizza gets cooked, or whether it's just you know actually um, making it easier to order or whatever else. Everyone's looking for that differentiation, and you know the market's crowded. Um, every market. I don't think you talk to anybody who says that, that like another competitor. 
in their market. Um, but if, if they can create something which is a bit different um, and, you know, maybe a, a bit interesting um, and get some people like you and I talking about it, then <laughs> yeah. all the better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was Dominoes, by the way, since I <laughs> give, give them the, uh, the, the, the credit. Um, I have no idea what other pizza companies are doing, but, uh, um, yeah, good, just good, good to see uh, that ongoing innovation and, and, uh, and use of technology. Um, now, one thing that I heard about recently is this uh, new uh, or refreshed platform from Vodafone in terms of actually managing all these devices. And you mentioned to me before we started that um, Vodafone globally have something like 100 million uh, IoT devices under, under management. That's, yeah. a, that's a reasonably big, uh, big, big number. That's massive. Um, so how does that work and, and what's this new platform? What does it yeah. make... Uh, you know, different for those who are who are thinking about or already using, um, you know, mobile con- connectivity to to varying devices. Yeah, and and I liken it to sort of taking the, the finest Belgium chocolate and then adding a kiwi fruit flavour to it. Um, so. Basically, we've had the the global data services platform. That's the platform you you talk about with 100 million connections. It may even be more by now um, on it. And that's a platform that Vodafone Group has built from the ground up for IoT purposes. Um, you know, it it is built for scale. It is built with um, the ability to to have automation, to reports, uh, API controlled, etc. Um, what uh, one of both our you know the good things of being in New Zealand, we're we're so far away, and that's been great for us with COVID. Um, but it does mean, from a data latency perspective, it's a long way for data to travel all the way up to Europe and back. What we've done with our Connect by Zone um, platform is basically enabled our local uh, IMSI range, our local number range, to be loaded onto that global platform. Um, so we've got all the control, the management, all the goodies of that platform available, but kept the data within New Zealand. So the customer's data plane remains in New Zealand. Um, and, you know, mainly for data, but also for voice and SMS, etc. Um, so we've got that ability to, I guess, bridge the best of both worlds. Um, and you know, for customers that are only ever going to operate in New Zealand, um, that means that their their data latency has, has dropped right down. And for one of my customers, that meant a drop for um, software updates from um, around about forty five minutes down to four minutes. Um, so you know, that's the impact that latency was having on their particular application. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's. Uh Interesting to to understand that there are often you know really big technical differences between you know one vendor, one product, and 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 another, and it's um you know it's it's something that uh, you know I know you know my team at Gorilla Technology often uh, you know come across, and uh, you get the scenario where where uh, a business leader's made a decision on a piece of technology without necessarily actually drilling into any of the things behind the scenes. Oh, yep, uh, you know they convinced me so. You know, we've signed up, we've bought this platform, uh, and then you find these surprises sort of, you know, behind the scenes, uh, you know, later. And, um, you know, actually I was um, looking at a, uh, was it one of the... um, uh, popular makers of Bluetooth devices and 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 headsets, and trying out one of their uh, one of their products recently was uh, Jabra, and uh, that needed a firmware update. And 
for whatever reason, their platform was very, very slow. Probably, you know, Europe, Europe-based latency and varying other things, uh, and it it was just taking an inordinate amount of time to actually pull down. A, I think a software update or uh, firmware and and so on. And uh, you know, if you've got say a thousand Jabra headsets, that's uh, that's probably going to cause you a bit of pain. That's right. Um, that said, last time I I uh, uh, looked at that, it did seem to be operating a fair bit faster. So may, maybe they've got on to, got on top of that one. Um, but I guess that that's probably you know one. I mean, uh, I guess hopefully now it's sort of a historical thing. But it, it's one of those things where Vodafone tied in to a global entity. Um, you know, you get some benefit of what you can draw from that global entity. Um, but then other local players have you know will have had to come up with their own uh, you know local solutions from from the get go. So sometimes you might you know might be ahead on, on one metric or, or yep. one area, but but maybe behind on on others. So yeah, I think, obviously I think that's something you're paying some attention to. A hundred percent. And and you know we've been really fortunate with the the global brand, um, the global recognition, but also having access to that that wealth of, of product from Group. Hmm. Um, since uh, since we're we're now a private company here in New Zealand, um, it's it's. I guess released us to decide what we want to take. We're not getting dictated on what we have to take anymore. Yes. Um, so I think I think it's the best of both worlds. Um, we still get to have those really close interactions with our friends up in, in Europe, um, but we can make our own decisions. What's what, what's right for New Zealand and, and New Zealand's population? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, now, talking about five uh, G. Where where does that sort of fit into this uh, this world of IoT? And in fact, what what is uh, you know what are the differences between networks? We hear about IoT networks, yep. and then our traditional sort of you know four uh, G networks, five G. How do these things uh, yeah. you know what are the what are the differences, and and how do they cross over in a five G world? Yeah, absolutely. So. I guess in, in historically to do uh, telemetry or machine-to-machine um, in, in uh, a GSM world, we've sort of leveraged what were basically technologies designed to, for our mobile phones. Yeah. Um, what they've realised over time is that um, while that's fine, as we get more and more devices um, you know, crowding onto a single location, um, we need needed technologies which are going to better suit um, IoT. Mm. Um, so so, so the clever boffins up at um, uh, GSMA and so forth, and with with input from a number of providers, including you know our our other competitors here in New Zealand, which is great. Um, and we've created um, some GSMA based specifications. Um, That's the um, GSM Association, correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's been so many years. I'm try- I usually like to explain what's GSM. We kind of all all know yeah. it, um, but it, you know it's the global sort of standard. That really brought SIM cards, correct? And yeah. because we didn't have SIM cards b- before that, and and pretty much that's that's been the standard really yeah. in, in New Zealand for a number of years, hasn't it? From it, a mobile mobile perspective, it, it has. And with Vodafone, we've been very fortunate that we you know we backed 
GSM from the start. Um, you know, we uh, even in our Bell South days, we had. Um, I remember that GSM. It was an early Bell South. Yeah, customer. yep. So we, we've been down that track. The, the um, SIM cards have got a bit smaller. They have. I think the the original SIM card I had was basically a full size credit card. That's right. Uh, and and now, of course, they've, they've kind of gone the way where you can uh, back to a, a well to a to a an e SIM or a virtual yep. SIM, which is, is is somewhat in some ways similar to what you had uh, before SIM cards existed, although somewhat more flexible. So, similar but different. There's yeah. um, there's some slightly different security things around it, but I won't go into that now. Um, the, the 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 networks that I started to talk about these are um, narrowband IoT and LTE CAT M. And uh, forgive me for diving into the, the <laughs> opening the bonnet and diving into the tech a little bit. It's, it's what spins my wheel. Um, but um, you know, narrowband particularly, um, and that's for uh, devices which uh, are going to send tiny amounts of data. Right. Um, so you, you don't you don't need to the, the same level of performance as you know, yeah. streaming YouTube or something. A- right? Absolutely. So we sacrifice bandwidth, um, and and in return we get cheaper devices and um, low power, which means battery power devices all of a sudden become viable. Um, yeah, for, which for is many, inter- many interesting, isn't it? Because we we've got got used to. Uh, um, yeah, certainly mobile phones that need you know yep. such such regular charging, right. um, but but actually in the IoT world you can have devices that that will you know communicate um, on an ongoing basis for what months on months on end without batteries being changed. What what's the sort of reality you see there? So uh, if you were to believe the marketers, um, we're talking no. Never. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking ten years plus on a, on a yeah, set yeah. of uh, high quality batteries. Yeah, um, it comes down to the number of times it's, it's checking in and what it's yes. doing. If it's just yeah. sort of you know giving you a soil, mo- soil moisture temp- uh, soil moisture reading once a day, yeah. then you know potentially you could get up to ten years. Um, and if, if the device has been designed correctly. Um, so that's with narrowband, and, and the good thing with narrowband is um, while it's a technology which is out there today, um, it has been adopted into the 5G standard, um, so we're starting to see some of that long-term consistency coming through. Right, because yeah, you talk about a device that can last for 10 years, the question becomes, well, the, you know, can, can it actually communicate for right. 10 years? Is that, is that technology going to be supported? And you know, I imagine we're in this, this position uh, now where there are lots of sort of smart meters and and other devices now scattered around New Zealand that right. communicated using you know one mechanism, uh, you know probably t- you know two G uh, GSM uh, networks in, in some cases when they're launched, and uh, you know that that's technology that doesn't doesn't stick around forever, and yep. uh, the um, uh, I guess that that uh, part of the spectrum has to be freed up for uh, yeah. uh, other other purposes now. Well, so. customers like you and I want the latest and greatest. Uh, <laughs> we true. want five G. We want bigger speeds. We want low late. Absolute lower latency, so yeah, we we have got a limited spectrum, hmm. um, so we've got to think about how we can shift things around to suit. How long has two G got got left? Uh, we've made a commitment to keep it going to twenty twenty five, right? Um, so I think you know we're well well out there and uh, on the own our own there, um, and so yeah, that's that's been really good for our customers that they can. Um, plan for that. Um, and You're making it easier for people to drag their feet, though, aren't you? <laughs> uh, possibly, possibly. Um, but yeah, it's it's a balancing act. Yeah, it's a yeah. balancing act. Yeah. But you know, uh, we expect that the majority of devices left on two G will actually be our telemetry devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, so in, in terms of those, um, you know, narrowband IoT and and uh, yeah, CADM. So does yeah. that mean that technology will be? Just built into the five G spec, so yeah. things that have been designed to work, um, you know, with with those communication mechanisms, will will actually keep working without. Uh, that's that's too our much expecta- drama. That's our expectations. The other yeah. one I didn't mention was LTE CADM, so you're quite mm-hmm. right, um, and that's a I guess a, a down spec version of, of the full LTE that we use on or four G that we use on our, our phones. Yep. yep. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the GSMA have pulled them into the five G spec, um, so. Yeah, we need to make sure that um, the devices which are put out today will still work in, in ten years' time or whatever else to that spec. Um, so yeah, but we're, yeah, we've got to work closely with our customers to make sure that they they design it in the right way so that it can work out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you you mentioned um, security and uh, reliability earlier. Um, I'm always very interested in security things because I just see so many scenarios through the work I do in terms of auditing uh, organisations and and just you know getting uh, visibility on on varying organisations uh, you know technologies and and networks and and constantly sort of shocked I suppose it doesn't seem to uh, doesn't seem to stop there's always something to surprise in terms of um, the the lack of attention often to uh, to cyber security here in New Zealand and of course it's not just New Zealand um, what are the what are the sort of key considerations from uh, you know from from those perspectives yeah so the, the first thing and, and you mentioned already is the sim card um, having that unique K string in, in the in the security card in the SIM card, and, and that flow, flows through into the eSIM world. Um, but having that security so that you know who you're talking to, um, and that's been something that's did us some good steps, you know, all the way through. Um, but then looking at it overall, um, do you just allow your device to talk to the open internet, or do you set up your own private uh, walled garden ecosystem? Um, and that's certainly the way we've gone down with the the global data services platform. Um, is is focused on a closed wall environment, um, and that's from a from a voice, from a data, from an SMS perspective. Um, you know, where necessary, we can poke holes in that if we have to, um, but we do that. You know, with customers' um, knowledge and um, yeah, working with the customers to make sure that they understand the the options, potential risks, and whatever else. But yeah, you're right. It's it's something that um, all um, IoT. Uh, vendors, players, marketers, whatever else, need to consider. Um, if you think about some of the DDoS attacks, imagine if, if you know IoT devices all of a sudden became hosts for a DDoS attack. Um, so it is pretty critical to make mm. sure that we do it in a controlled, um, managed way. Yeah, yeah. Now, before we finish up, I'm always interested in what's coming next. What is what does the future look like? And there there are so many uh, discussions that can be had down this track, but more and more the interesting pieces of technology in the future, uh, you know, will be will be connected. And 5G is obviously you know part of that uh, part of that story because it, it allows so many more devices to be able to be connected. Uh, you know, gives an, an increased level of performance. The you know, all of those sort of IoT advantages, lower uh, lower power draw and lower latency, and so on. 
what do you see as, as some of the interesting things that uh, you know that that we can expect, or, or yeah. things that people may not even be aware of that are that are happening uh, now? The, the main, the two main things I see um, coming through with five G. Um, the first is the ability to move from an, an IoT world where we've just typically been uh, pulling information from the field and then making business decisions based on that information, um, and moving from that world where we're just collecting information to actually now doing real-time control of, of um, uh, things out in the field. Um, so you know, first thing is that control. The second area which, which personally interests me, and I think I've heard you talking about on your previous podcast, is the V2X, uh, vehicle-to-anything um, type communications. And this is where um, uh, vehicles equipped with 5G can start um, communicating with infrastructure, with other vehicles, possibly even pedestrians, um, to, to make sure that uh, those you know, deadly weapons um, can be uh, managed and controlled in, in, a, in a great way, in a, a controlled way. Yeah, and and certainly, yeah, that's a that's an area of, of interest for me. And I'm, you know, I, in fact, we haven't had a chance to talk about it on on the podcast yet. But in the last few days, uh, you know, Tesla have started pushing out these sort of you know beta of their next uh, um, autonomous sort of driving driving uh, technologies. And you you think about how much data that uh, gets you know collected by these vehicles, and it's and it's been talked about uh, that well, if they could actually suck a lot of the, you know, a lot more of that data uh, back, then uh, that's going to have a flow on in terms of safety and, and improving right. uh, the development of that technology. So um, that will be that'll be interesting to see how it, how it progresses. And I think there there probably are just so many things that there haven't been you know uncovered yet in terms yeah. of you know how do we use the technology. Um, my wife and I were, were, were talking um, about um, we have we don't have uh, gas running to. Um, to a house, but we have a, a property that has gas bottles, mm-hmm. and uh, some someone was staying the other day, and um, they were like, "Oh, you know, we're we're out of hot water, um, and this thing's supposed to flick over and so on." But you know, every, every now and then, it's you know, it's forgetfulness, and oh, we didn't order the gas bottles, and I mean, it just seems natural these these sorts of things in a in a modern world. You know, you'd expect that to be all you know connected up. You should you should be able to you know see through your app, uh, you log into the gas company's website, they, they should know you know, how much gas you've actually got what you've used, uh, they should turn up and replace the bottles without you, know, you having to actually think about it um, and there, there must be you know, so many more things that are, that are just going to become a natural uh, you know, part of our world um, but of course those uh, organisations that, that figure these things out first and manage to, uh, manage to get there first um, you know, end up winning uh, you know, winning a, a bigger slice of the market than than those that are maybe laggards and uh, and and are a year or two behind or, or what yeah. have you. Right. I've got good news for you. There are people in the market doing exactly that today. So okay. I can give you some contact details afterwards. Excellent. <laughs> sounds sounds very good. I'm in. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, great to uh, great to chat, uh, James. Great to have you uh, here on the New Zealand Tech Podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to following progress and uh, and just you know seeing seeing where things go 
go. It, it is that that interesting sort of uh, uh, dilemma that the technology sort of appears to move slowly, but you take your eye off it for uh, not too long, and, and suddenly you've been left behind. So uh, yeah, great to uh, great to get a bit of an update. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a privilege. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us on New Zealand Tech Podcast today, and we will catch you again with another episode next week. All right. See ya. New Zealand Tech Podcast, the voice of the tech community. Proudly supported by Umbrella Connect.